I know you want an energetic team who's excited to go to work, who together you collaborate and you make a big difference. And some days it just feels like you're going around that hamster wheel. I've talked before about you being in survival mode. Today we're going to talk about how your experience of work, survival mode or thriving, also might overlap with the culture of your organization. To create a workplace environment where your team is excited to be there, they're engaged, and together you collaborate, work well together and make a difference requires you to lead in that way. But how do you do that? How do you create that kind of workplace environment? Today, we're going to talk about how to create a magnetic workplace, a place where people are drawn to it and want to be there. They're excited to show up for work and want to make a difference. Welcome to the Surviving to Thriving podcast that helps women leaders in nonprofits get out of survival mode and thrive in both leadership and life. I'm your host, leadership development coach, Kathy Archer, and I help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership. I've talked a lot about engagement. And when you have a team that's engaged, they're involved in, they're enthusiastic about, and they're committed to their workplace. That's Gallup's definition of engagement. What we often have instead is uninvolved, unenthusiastic, and people who lack the commitment to the workplace. And sometimes that's us as the leader. We've talked a lot, or I've talked a lot, about survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, you're barely hanging on, you're afraid you're going to drop the ball, you're lacking energy, you're definitely non-enthusiastic, and it just feels like you're barely getting through your days. Now, from there, we move into that, you know, just where we're getting through our days and it's nothing spectacular, but we're a little bit better than survival mode. That's that tolerating place. And then we get to thriving. And when we're thriving, we're excited to be there. We show up and we're excited to have a team meeting and we feel energized by our conversation with our staff and we look at the reports and we like, wow, this is making a big difference. I'm making a big difference. I know that I'm living, leading in a way that I want to and it feels right to me. That's when you're thriving. That's the individual experience. You're surviving, just barely hanging on. You're tolerating, putting up with, just going through the motions or you're actually thriving. Now, when you take a group of people and you put them into a workplace and some are survival mode, some are thriving, you create a culture in your organization and everybody's culture is different. Your workplace has a feel to it. So does every other workplace. It's that sort of intangible thing. You can't name it or touch it or taste it, but you kind of know it's there and you know that your workplace is slightly different than the next workplace. But sometimes it's kind of difficult to describe or define. But you certainly know if you want to be there or you want to run away. That's what culture is. My colleague Bill Scott and I have defined a continuum, just like the surviving to thriving continuum. We've looked at a continuum of workplace culture from toxic to magnetic. And in the middle of that is tolerable. Let's look at those three points on that continuum for a moment. Most of us know exactly what a toxic culture is. It sucks the life out of us. It sucks the energy out of us. It's negative. There's backbiting. People are sick. There's high turnover. There's lack of empathy. It's unhealthy. And when you have a toxic workplace culture, people are destroying each other and the team is destroyed. There is no engagement in a toxic culture. From toxic, we move to tolerable. And this is where most of us land. It's not bad enough to leave. It just feels kind of like you're going around and around. In a tolerable culture, we're complying, we're settling, we're putting up with. There's a lot of whatever, indifference, or we get frustrated one moment but let it go the next. We've often tolerated way too much for too long 
And we don't actually have the energy to fight it, or it just seems like that's the way it is. In the nonprofit world, It's that's the sector, that's just how it is, it's always been that way, and we just put up with it. And so it's the same thing day after day. We just show up at work, do our job, go home. So we move from a toxic to a tolerable culture, then what we really want and where I want you to get to is a magnetic workplace. A magnetic workplace draws people in. They feel cared for. They feel like they're part of something bigger. It's that family feeling, if that's what you want to call it. There's meaning and purpose. There's growth. There's a sense of belonging. We're building and creating and generating new ideas and there's innovation or there's ways of moving forward. And it feels like sometimes we're on the cutting edge or just feels like we're doing good, solid work and we have a good, solid team. That's a magnetic work environment. In that environment, people are engaged. They feel, again, like they want to come to work. They feel excited about working with each other. Just like the surviving to thriving continuum, you're never static at one point. You might be thriving at the beginning of the day and survival mode by the end of the day. It might be that in one meeting, you feel like you're on your game and things are rolling. And then later in the day, you're like, holy crap, I'm ready to fall apart here. The same is true in the workplace culture. Some pockets may be more tolerable than others, and some might be really toxic. Other times you might have a meeting that feels really magnetic, and the next day that team feels like they're fighting with each other. What we want to do is get to the place where we move to the end of the spectrum, where me and the people on my team feel more like we are in thriving, and we're creating a magnetic workplace. Yes, there will be days where it's hard, and we're grinding, and we're barely getting by, and we're busy, and things are happening. But more often, more frequently, we're moving from that toxic, tolerable to that magnetic workplace. How do you do that? My colleague Bill Scott and I have developed a framework to help you get there. You already know half of it. The inner guidance cycle, which I talk about all the time, pause, ponder, pivot, proceed, is the first part of what we call the intentional leadership model. The intentional leadership model takes us through that inner experience where we're connecting with ourselves and we're trying to figure out what's going on and we're pausing and we're pondering. What's my thoughts, feelings, body sensations? What are the values I have? Are they coming into this? Am I using my morals and ethics to make decisions? Do I feel like I have the perspective that's going to help me get to where I want to go? We're doing those things to really do that self-reflective piece, find our own blind spots, make sure we're leading in a way that's authentic being authentic ourselves, asking, am I leading in integrity? All of that stuff on the one side. Now, if you take that inner guidance cycle, which is a circle and you go around and around and around, we can't stay in our heads and in our hearts all the time. We actually have to get out of that introspective place and move. So our model is a Mobius or a infinity loop. We have to get out of that cycle and move into engagement with other people. So on one half of the infinity loop, you have the inner guidance cycle, pause, ponder, pivot, proceed. On the other side, you have the fifth P, which is people. We have to go inside, do some self-reflective work, and we have to come outside and engage with people. And if you want to move you and your team from surviving to thriving and your workplace culture from toxic to magnetic, you need to go back and forth through that consistently. And you need to do the inner work so that you can come out and do the outer work of engaging in a different way or being the type of leader you want to have or making the decisions that are going to move your team forward or having the conversation, being vulnerable, whatever it is, you need to go back and forth. So the intentional leadership model is really that constant process of going back and forth 
between being self-reflective, tuning in, checking in, and then making a conscious decision, choice, way of being when you're engaging with your people. When you go back and forth like that, you're going to create the workplace environment, you're going to show up the way you want to show up, and you're going to have the impact you want to have because you've been more intentional about it. It's easy, though, to get stuck on one side or the other, where you never do the self-reflective work, where you just stay, go, go, and you're busy, and you're whacking the moles, as I say, or you're plowing out emails and meetings and running from thing to thing, and you never slow down and do the introspective work. It's also really easy to do a lot of introspective work and never go have those tough conversations, never make those decisions you need to have, never call those meetings, never do the work that's actually going to create the work environment that you need to. So you need to learn how to move back and forth. So again, in the model that Bill and I created, the fuel that gets you going back and forth from one side to the other and through one side and through the other is curiosity. It's curiosity when you engage it rather than defensiveness or trying to hold still and keep status quo. It's curiosity. Open, keep your body open, keep your ears open. I heard a quote the other day that said, listen with your eyes and see with your ears. I was like, whoa, like think about that. Listen with your eyes and see with your ears. When we create that level of curiosity, it becomes the fuel that pulls us in and slows us down to pause and really ponder and go, what is going on here for my team, for our organization, for myself? What's really happening? I just finished coaching a leader before I started recording this and lots of turmoil in the organization. And so we were talking about what's going on and what's happening. And it was the opportunity for her to pause and ponder and look at what's happening in the organization, but also what's happening for herself. What's going on inside of me? What are the feelings I'm having? What's getting triggered? What are the emotions that are going on? What's the values that are coming into play there? What's the type of leader I want to show up as? What's the impact I want to have? What's the legacy I want to leave? It was the opportunity for her to do that. But she's also then needing to go back into conversation with other people, needing to have those difficult conversations about how do we move forward from here? How do we get through this next difficult time so that we can move from perhaps toxic, maybe just tolerable, to actually a magnetic workplace where people are excited to come to work again, where we're eager to be here and we feel like we're part of something and we belong and we're making a difference. So she had to use curiosity to get through that. And now curiosity is going to help her have those conversations with those people. And then it's going to be curiosity after those conversations, or I like to say this, the inner guidance cycle, that pause, ponder, pivot, proceed is a big pause, but it's also a little pause. In the middle of those conversations, when somebody says something and you're triggered, you got to go back inside and go, oh, what just happened? And I need to manage my emotions. It's not that I can't feel this, but in this moment, I need to manage it and process it before I express it. Remember, there's a difference between experiencing an emotion inside of you and expressing an emotion externally. And that's part of that inner guidance cycle where we're paused, ponder, oh, I'm feeling triggered here. I need to bring it all back together, manage it for a second so that I can process it later. Sometimes that inner guidance cycle happens in the middle of a meeting, in the middle of a conversation, but it's that ebb and flow back and forth that is going to help grow you, develop you, grow your team and move you from surviving to thriving individually but also from a toxic workplace, tolerable workplace, to a magnetic workplace. That intentional leadership model 
is something that really helps you pause, ponder, pivot, proceed, re-engage with people, do the whole thing again. It's learning to put that on repeat inside of you in a day-to-day basis, creating habits that allow that model to go back and forth. That's going to help you go from surviving to thriving in both your leadership and life and get your team to be a magnetic workplace. Go make the rest of your day awesome, my dear. If you found today's episode helpful, then you are going to love the training library. Many women leaders in nonprofits wish that they had a coach or a mentor to help them, but they don't believe that they or their organization can afford it. Oh, but you can. Inside of the training library membership site, you will not only get access to affordable and easily accessible ongoing personal and professional development training, you will also have access to a leadership coach at your fingertips. That way, when you hit those inevitable challenges that leadership will bring your way, you'll have both the resources and the support to navigate your way through them with confidence, composure, and while keeping your integrity intact. To find out more, head to kathyarcher.com slash library. If you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Go make the rest of your day awesome.